بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد ونسلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد الحمد للہ is the 14th of January in the year 2024 and Alhamdulillah we moved on to the third session that we're discussing the journey of the soul upon death and thereafter so the section is entitled the trip of the believer's soul so let's focus upon the believer what happens to the soul after it's left the body so as mentioned after departing from the body a believer's soul is taken up on a trip to the seventh heaven before it goes on the ascension various reports mention that the soul is taken by the angels to Quds i.e. in Jerusalem i.e. where Masjid al-Aqsa is the dome of the rock and from there the souls ascend so it's not a case of the souls ascending from where you die the souls first go to Jerusalem Masjid al-Aqsa and from there it ascends in the seventh heaven when the soul has ascended the soul is then admitted to Illiyun i.e. in paradise where it meets others i.e. amongst the dead believers who welcome it and ask it many questions so there's ikhtilaf here some say this happens in the seventh heaven some say this happens lower and the reason is is because the Quran mentions in Surah Najm that's after mentioning Sidrat al-Muntaha, Allah the Almighty and Glorious mentions, near it is Jannat al-Ma'wa. So you got the blessed tree, the Lord tree, beyond description. Its base is in the fifth heaven, or the, sorry, the fifth realm, and its upper part is in the seventh. The Quran says, near it is Jannat al-Ma'wa. Various reports mention that it is in Jannat al-Ma'wa that the deceased believing souls are. <laughs> so when the recently departed dead soul is ascending, it meets the already departed souls in Jannat al-Ma'wa. So where is Jannat al-Ma'wa? The Quran says, near Sidrat al-Muntaha, starting in the fifth realm up to the seventh. So here it mentions it's the seventh, but Allah Ta'ala knows best. After this, the soul is presented before the Almighty and Glorious Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala who gives the command for the soul to join the other souls in Illiyun. After it meets, the soul is then respectfully returned to the grave and it once again enters the body for the final test before it returns once more to Illiyun. So it goes all the way on this blessed journey, meeting the righteous souls, etc., etc. After it's been honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He respectfully commands the soul to be brought back to the earth. Why? Because it reunites with the body in the grave. And then the questioning takes place and then it can once again ascend. So what is illiyun? 
Iliyun literally means lofty with distinction. In Ibn Kathir's tafsir, Hafiz Ibn Kathir said that Ibn Abbas said, Radiyallahu Iliyun means paradise. It appears the word Iliyun derives from Ulu, highness. Thus, the higher a place, the greater and more spacious it is. So, in Arabic, you got the word Ulu, it means high. Iliyun is taken from that. So, what do we know? Where is paradise? Janat al Firdos. It's just beneath the roof of Janat al Firdos is the Arsh. You can't get higher. So, the Arsh, the Arsh is the roof of creation. The, the Arsh is the roof of creation. And what is directly beneath the Arsh, Janat al Firdos. This is where Iliyun is. That's why it's called the high, the high spot. So now, that's in Subri. So how do we know all this takes place? In Abu Dawood, Ahmad and Uthus, Shaykh al-Bani Rahmatullah stated Sahih, in Sahih Uttarghib number 3558, Sayyidina Al-Bara ibn Azib, our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the angels والسلام, ascend with the believer's soul as they pass by gatherings of other angels. والسلام, they ask, Ma hada Who is this pure soul? The ones carrying, they say, he is so and so, son of so and so, using the best names with which he had been addressed in the first life. So what's happening? First of all, how many angels are there? A hadith from Abdullah ibn Amr radiyallahu said that Allah Ta'ala, he created the creation, he separated it into nine parts. Uh, sorry, ten parts. Nine parts are angels. So simply put in Hakim Sayyih, Zahabi Sayyih. So 90% of all creation is angels. The Prophet said there is not a space of four fingers where there's an angel not prostrating or bowing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning you can't see it. You know, there's so many of them. Trillions, you know, if that's the correct number to use. So when the soul is being taken by the messengers who are carrying it, the other angels, look how they respond. Ma hada ar-ruhu Who is this pure soul? They don't just say, oh, it's, uh, you know, Yusuf, the son of Shamros. <laughs> he is so-and-so, son of so-and-so, using the best names with which he was called in the first life. So look at touching. The ones who are carrying you, they know you. And whatever name you liked, they will mention that to the other angels. When they reach the lowest heaven, so what does that mean? This universe. So this universe is the lowest heaven or the lowest realm. They then stop and they request admission and the gates are open to the next realm. The most elite angels from each heaven escort him to the next until he finally reaches the seventh. So what's happening? You can't just pass from the first realm to the second realm. You can't just pass from the second realm to the third. There's actually, like you say, you know, passport control. Like, you know, you need a visa. So when they are carrying this blessed soul, they get to the end of the first realm. And then the guardians of the second, they ask permission. 
Because can we enter? When they get every, when the paperwork's in order, as they say, they let them through. The same happens in the second level. All the angels are sort of honoring it. Third, fourth, it gets to the seventh. Allah the Almighty then says, Write my servant's record in Illiyun. Meaning, take his record of deeds. Put it into Illiyun. Then the Prophet recited, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Surah Al-Mutaffifin, Surah 83, verse 19 onwards. وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا إِلِّيُّونَ كِتَابٌ مَرْقُومٌ يَشْهَدُهُ الْمُقَرَّبُونَ What will make you realize what is إِلِّيُّونَ? It is an inscribed register witnessed by those nearest, i.e. the angels. So stop in the report. So what's happened? You're being honored. Your soul's being honored. Your body, is, your body is on the earth, being washed and the rest of it, being honored by the believers. Your soul's being honored. Now your record's being honored. That's the only thing left. Allah Ta'ala says, place his record in the register of the Illiyun. And the Prophet then explained that this is the meaning of this verse. The Kitabu Marqum, witnessed by the closest angels. Then the Prophet Wasallam said, thus his record is inscribed that he will be in Illiyun and the angels are then told, take him now back to the earth. For I promised them, and the Prophet recited, Surah Taha, Surah 20, verse 55, Minha khalaqnaakum wa fiha nu'idukum wa minha nukhrijukum talatan ukhra From it we created them, into it we returned them. And from it, we raise them a second time. So, stop in the report. So why does Allah, the Almighty and Glorious, instruct the angels, take his soul honorably back to the earth? Because he says in the Quran that he promised this. From it, I, the earth, we created. Into it, we return them. And from it, we will raise them. That's the whole point. Because take the soul, the body cannot function without the soul. Take the soul back. Mm. He is then returned to earth and his soul is restored into his body. Indeed, he then hears the thumping of his companion's shoes as they walk away from him after burying him. Mm. So imagine, now if you put all this into context, look how interesting this is. How far has the soul traveled? You know, even if you use light years, you won't be able to give a figure. Because it takes thousands of light years to get to one of the stars in this first realm. So if somebody goes, how many light years for me to get to the second heaven? Or the second realm? Your guess is as good as mine. It's okay. Have a guess. Trillion light years. Okay, let's go with that with a guess. So, trillion light years to the second realm. From the second realm to the third, how many light years? He goes, you know, nobody's been there. He goes, have a guess, trillion. Okay, so that's two trillion light years. Go with it, seven trillion light years. Educated guess. That means that the speed of light, 186,000 miles per second, it still has taken you seven trillion years. And the speed of light, to go. But has it taken you 7 trillion years? You've come back. 
Look at what's happening in the worldly time. In the worldly time, this is what's happened. You've died. They've taken your body. They've washed it. They've shrouded it. They've offered the funeral prayer. They've carried you to the grave. And then you buried. How long was that? See, because if you're fortunate, within a day. You know, if you're fortunate. But if you're not fortunate, you know, next few days. It's okay. So let's say, what, 48 hours? Yeah. So how is it in 48 hours of our time, the soul has traveled so far? I'm back. Because this shows that when it comes to the angelic realm, we don't have no knowledge of what's happening. But they've done that, and they've come back with the soul, and you've just managed to do what you've just managed to do. The soul has returned to the body. So now does that mean that the person is alive? So this is barzakh. So we don't start using physics. So, you know, what does it mean he's alive? Does it mean that he's like, he is now? He's alive. Barzakh. He's being questioned, the soul's return. We don't exactly know how it works. But look how interesting. When the soul returns, what does he hear? They've done the janazah. They've woken away now. They've buried you. So your soul seems to coincide with the people leaving the grave. Look how interesting that is. So when you're actually burying the, the, the brother or sister, according to this report, the soul hasn't returned. According to this report, when you've leveled the grave, the soul hasn't returned. It's only when you have done the reminder, the zikr, and you've made a dua, and you're walking away, that it seems to indicate the soul has returned, according to this report. But there's another report indicating slightly earlier. So think about that. You have just started, like they say, the morning. But for him, really, he's done most of the, you know, the journey, as they say. But now adding details. In Sayyid Muslim, number 2872, Nasai Tirmidhi ibn Imaj ibn Sheikh al-Bani rahmatullahi stated Sahih in As-Sahihah, number 1309. Combined report, all authentic. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he said, When a believer's soul departs, the angels receive it and ascend with it, like I mentioned from Beit al-Maqdis. At the first heaven's gate, they ask permission. The dwellers of that realm ask, Who is this good soul coming from the earth? They say so-and-so. The gatekeepers thereupon say, Welcome, good soul, that inhabited a good body. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessing be upon you and upon the body that you inhabited. Enter gracefully, receive glad tidings of happiness, sweet fragrances, and a Lord who is not angry with you. Subhanallah. So notice other reports are details. The gatekeepers now give, look at the way they're honoring you, as if they've known you all their lives. Welcome, welcome, enter. Glad tidings. To a Lord who is not angry. The one who inhabited a good body. Look how interesting. What are they going to do with the body? It's the soul. But they remind, remembering your body because you came from a good body. <laughs> then they continue their ascent. This greeting is repeated at each heaven until they finally reach the seventh heaven above which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They then take him to the souls of the other believers, i.e. who are experiencing the pleasures. They are happier to meet him than are those to whom a beloved one returns after a long absence. So what's happened? This report says the seventh heaven. So like I said, there's ikhtilaf. You're now seeing dead people. And look how happy they are to see you. The Prophet said, when you haven't seen somebody you love after a long time, 
And you see them, how happy do you get? Because they are more happy. <laughs> then the Prophet said, they then ask him about the acquaintances on earth, saying, what happened to so-and-so? Mm. Some of the other souls interrupt, leave him until he rests, because he has just left the grief of the world. <laughs> so what's happening? There's a little, not an argument, because they're all people of paradise. Some of them are eager to find out what's happening. Because tell us what happened to my son as he got married, to my daughter, what's happening? And then some of the more learned, they go, give him time, because you know, can't you have you forgot your journey? You know, they were like you said, you went on the goes, look how much you was perplexed. He goes, give him time, let him rest. Look what they say. He has just left the grief of the world. Meaning, remember that world full of grief. He goes, give him time. After a short rest, he responds. Now look how interesting. You're seeing this. You're thinking, what, what is happening? Why am I seeing dead people? After a short response, uh, rest, he responds. So-and-so, yes, he's alive on the earth. He goes, he's doing well. And the souls are happy who asked him. So he's actually answering the questions now. He goes, oh yes, he's, yeah, he's fine. So they go, subhanAllah. But if he says, the one you're asking about has died, has he not come to you? <laughs> then there's that moment where they look at each other. <laughs> so what's happened? <laughs> look how beautiful this is. <laughs> the one that they have asked about the dead, God forbid, he's died. He's, been, he's a failure. He hasn't succeeded. So if he's not succeeded, can he go up this, this path? No. So when they ask the reason that what's happened, he's confused. He goes, well, he, he died. He goes, he died well before me. He goes, haven't you seen him? So look what's happened. Without anybody telling them anything, Allah has not told them, angels have not told them, they've worked it out. He goes, oh my God. They then respond in grief. No. He was not brought to us, meaning we haven't seen him. Mm. Then the angels finally intervene because they see the grief. Mm. The angels say he was taken to Ummihil Hawiyah, his mother, the abyss. Mm. Now this is very important. Why don't the angels inform the dead about their unsuccessful family members and friends? Mm. Why do you think? <laughs> Grief. <laughs> so think about it. They're thinking, what's happened to my mother, my father, if they're still alive, my son, my daughter, my friend, my this, my that, my neighbor. <laughs> they don't know. And the angels know, but they don't tell them. So God forbid if he's unsuccessful, they don't tell them. <laughs> it's only at this moment when the freshly departed soul <laughs> And notice how beautiful they work it out. Only when they've worked it out, the angels then explain. And look what they say, something very interesting. He was taken to Ummihil Hawiyah, the mother, the abyss. Now, why is this important to point out? This proves he was an unbeliever. Because that is in reference to a verse in the Quran, in Surah Al Qari'ah. You say all the time, if you know the Surah. 
But people don't know what the Quran is. They just see you next Ramadan, right? So Allah Ta'ala is telling you in the Quran, it's the mother, it's talking about the kuffar. It doesn't mean he's a Muslim. That's very important to highlight. Why? Because there's always hope if you die with Iman that you're going to go that way, inshallah. This is a kafir. Now look how tragic that is. They're expecting their family members to at least have Iman. They haven't got it. They've lost it. Think about that. Then the Prophet said, The righteous soul is then taken before his Lord who says, Take him to complete his appointed time before resurrection. Thus his soul is sent down from the heaven until it enters the grave. So now, questions. How long does this recently departed believing soul spend with the ones who died prior? Is Again, it's time. You know, it's time. Can we use time here? Because he comes back and they're just buried. So it doesn't really make any sense. Well, is he there for a couple of hours? Well, you know, look at the distance he's traveled. So no point discussing it. How long he's with them and they're discussing and what's happening. But he just tells them truthfully. He goes, so and so. He goes, mashallah. And look how interesting. He only talks about those who are alive. Until they ask about somebody who's already died. Okay, interesting. But they, now question, why aren't they shown? Because why is Allah is not going to burden the righteous? Right? You know, if you can't, if one of your, God forbid, one of your family members dies without Iman, why would Allah burden you? You understand? Why would he burden you? But at that point, the cats are at the bike. Right? The cats are at the bike. Adding details. This is in Tabarani in his Kabir, Ibn al-Mubarak in his Zuhd, and Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi graded in Hassan in As-Sahiha, number 2758. Abu Ayyub al-Ansari, the one buried in Turkey, he relates that Abu Nufid When a believing servant's soul is taken at death, the soul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's servants who have been granted mercy receive him in the heaven as eagerly as a carrier of glad tidings is received in the first life. They come to him, they ask him. But some thereupon say, أَنْذِرُوا أَخَاكُمْ حَتَّى يَسْتَرِيحُ فَإِنَّهُ كَانَ فِي قَرْبُ Give your brother time to rest because he was in grief a short while ago. Look how Trishin that is. He's just died. Just before a person died, usually there's a lot of pain. So, for example, imagine, let's say he had a serious illness. So, end of life, you know, how painful must that be? So, the angels say, give, sorry, the people say, give your brother time to rest. He was in grief. He just died. He goes, give him time. After a short while, they gather around him. They ask him, what did such and such a man do? What did such and such a woman do? Did she get married? So now, only one thing is mentioned in detail in the hadith. Flana, what is flana, flana, flana? We don't know what they're asking. One thing they, we get, did she get married? So they ask about marriage. But who they asking about? A female. Because more important for the female, the men can get married at a later age. If they're asking about a man who died before him, he says he's already died. They respond, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. He must have gone to his mother, Hawiyah. That is indeed 
the worst mother, the worst caretaker. I, this person is therefore died with unbelief. He also tells them about the actions of the living. If they find them good, they say, هَذِهِ نِعْمَتُكَ أَلَىٰ عَبْدِكَ فَآتِمَّهَا Oh Allah, this is your favor upon your servant. Complete it for him until death. SubhanAllah. And if they find them to be bad, they say, Allahumma raji' bi'abdik. Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, bring your servant back to the right path. SubhanAllah. So this is very interesting. What does the recently deceased departed soul say? He doesn't just give good, good. He's mentioning bad things as well. So when he mentions good, so for instance, a person asks him, how is my son? What's he up to? He gives a good report. Then the one who's asked, what does he say? This is your favor, O Lord, upon your servant. Complete it, meaning keep him firm. So they go, Alhamdulillah, Ya Allah, please keep him firm. But if he gives a bad report, I think about that, what does he say? So you might say something like this. He's not in a good, the last time I saw him, he wasn't in a good condition. You know, he's a bit weak maybe in his amal, he's not praying as often as he ought to pray, you know, etc, etc. Look how touching. The dead do not condemn. They make a dua. Allahumma raji bi'abdik. Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, bring your servant back. Help him. He's gone weak. So now why is he so touching? This is an authentic hadith. What does he clearly tell you was happening? Subhanallah, our deceased believing family and friends are making dua for our welfare. Whilst we hardly remember them in ours. Look how sad this is. Let me put, say it as it is. The dead are making more du'as for you than you're making for them. To me goes, what? Because you heard me, brother. The dead are making more du'as for you than you're making for them. How strange a statement does that sound? You think, what are you talking about? The dead, brother. The dead, and they don't know no knowledge what they're talking about. And he goes, don't you know that the dead pray for you? They pray for me. I thought, it's all over. They're in paradise. He goes, no, they're making du'a. They're waiting for the report. Now look how interesting. Apply it to yourself. Think of the people who've died. Parents, you know, for instance, or even, you know, family and friends. They're asking about you. Think of somebody who's recently died. Who do you think is going to talk to them? Right? Apply it. Don't just read the hadith. Right? Apply it to yourself. So-and-so died. He knew my dad. So if he's passed, what do you think your dad's going to ask him? And guess what report he's going to give? He's not going to lie to your dad. He's going to tell him straight. He goes, he's not in a good condition. And then we know that your dad then makes this dua. Bring him back, Ya Allah. Bring him back. He's weak. Or if a good report is given, keep him firm. Look how touchy. That's a continuous process. They have to wait until the next disease comes to get more knowledge. And there might be a turn of events. Then they change the du'a, bring him back. He's gone weak. So when you go to pay your respects to your believing deceased folk, keep that in mind. Like keep that in mind. You don't just think you're going to a grave. That's the thing. People are going to a grave. Are you going to a grave for? There's nobody there. 
if you want to make yourself feel good, you don't think what you're talking about with Astaghfirullah. <laughs> right? You don't think about what they're saying. They don't have that. Shows they've got no knowledge of their deen. <laughs> you're not going to bricks and mortar. You're going to visit the deceased. <laughs> and I'll come to that, inshallah, at the relevant, at the relevant time. So all I mentioned today was now the journey of the believing soul. Mm-hmm. Look at the immense honor Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives it. Mm-hmm. So when as he's passed, honor is given. You know, the whole ceremony is taking place again and again. First to Aqsa honorably, from there to the heavens, through the gates, meet the deceased, report is given, and then Illiyun, the register is placed, then you're respectfully brought back, and whilst all that has happened, God knows how many miles you've traveled, you've just been buried, your body's been buried. And just to add this, which is interesting, whilst your soul is ascending, does it have a connection with the body? Or does it not have any connection with his body? What would you say? He has a connection. Why would you say he has a connection? The soul goes back to the body. Before that, we're talking about the journey. He's going up. Yes. So during that period when the soul is ascending, has it broken its connection with the body until it returns? Or is there still a connection? Is it related to the hadith where Prophet said that the deceased feel Everything, so be careful, you know, washing the body and everything else. Mashallah. That's good. Uh, so there is a report where the Prophet said, breaking the bones of the dead is like breaking the bones of the living. So that is a indirect proof. But there's actually a, this a so authentic hadith in Abu Dawood. But there is a more explicit report. The one where uh, uh, the deceased can see the ghusl that's been given. That's direct. <laughs> the hadith is in Ahmad Hakim Sahih. The Prophet said that when the body is being washed, the ghusl, the final ghusl is being done, the soul observes. Now think about that. What? But the soul's up there. You don't use logic. He's in Barzakh. So even though you're traveling trillions of miles, you actually know what's happening. There's a connection. So how can we explain that somewhat rationally in the world? Sleep. Sleep is the opposite. Your body's in your bed and God knows where you're traveling. You know, you, you talk to the dead. You're traveling to one planet to another planet. You're going here and there. And you wake up for Fajr. Did I talk to what's good? And the Prophet said, you spoke to them. Your soul has got this tremendous ability. But whilst it's conversing with the dead, your body's still in his bed. Right? So there, again, not the beautiful lessons we can take from these reports as well. You know, subhanAllah. And notice there's no guesswork. People say, what happened? Where are they? What's happening with my dad now? With my mom? It's all detailed. You need time to go through the reports. Mm-hmm. Are there any questions we'll ask? Subhanallah bihamdi is one galahuma bihamdi ka ishtulai lahi illa anta astafrika tu bilaika wa bilaim nishan azim subhanallah bihamdi ka ishtulai lahi illa anta astafrika tu bilaika wa bilaim nishan azim subhanallah bihamdi ka ishtulai lahi illa anta astafrika tu bilaika wa bilaim nishan azim subhanallah bihamdi ka ishtulai lahi illa anta astafrika tu bilaika wa bilaim nishan azim